show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Experience, business, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Consumer first health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status. No. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. New choices, new platforms, new care models. In the healthcare of tomorrow, consumers win. But who will design it? What will it look like? And how long will it take? We're here to answer those questions with some provocative thinking about how to create the healthcare that people actually want. Ready to roll up your sleeves, look at the world a little differently, and explore the frontiers of consumer health together? Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Welcome back. I'm Jared Johnson from Shift Forward Health, and here's what's going to go down today. We have the flavor of the week about the internal consumer conversation. Innovating around consumers' needs can still be seen as an experiment. So how do we help the conversation gain traction, and what story will you tell? I'll talk about that. Then we continue our series with leaders in retail health by welcoming Dr. Chinny Pularu from Walmart Health. Dr. Pularu is Chief Clinical Executive and Vice President of Clinical Operations for Walmart Health Omnichannel Care. In this exclusive interview, she details what's driving the renewed growth of Walmart Health Clinics as they expand their footprint to new states, what role retail health plays in creating a healthier society, and what she would say to people who are skeptical about retail's ability to provide quality care. You won't want to miss this one, so it's time to dive right in. Are you ready? Let's go. Flavor of the week. The internal consumer conversation will be key to making real progress. Which story will you tell? Right now, the conversation gets stalled or ignored a lot. Innovating around consumers' needs is still seen as an experiment that many organizations aren't yet ready or eager to implement. Internally, it's still struggling to gain traction or to be seen as a high enough priority to gain widespread support. Winning the internal conversation is all about storytelling, and that means we need to be more actively sharing the stories of things that we're trying. Meanwhile, being a consumer leader can feel like a lone wolf, kind of like the early days of digital before we knew what to even call it. Once upon a time, someone had to be the torchbearer for a website and other digital foundational pieces that have now been standards for decades. But someone had to get the ball rolling somewhere by weaving a compelling story with compelling data. The same goes for today. For instance, Insider Intelligence estimates that 31.6% of the U.S. population, or 83.7 million adults, will visit a retail health clinic in 2023. And U.S. telehealth users will grow 5.1% this year to reach 105 million. So if you're telling a story that there isn't demand for consumer-minded care, it would seem that millions of Americans feel otherwise. Here's the conversation that I'd like to hear more often in healthcare organizations. First, consumers' expectations have permanently changed. It's no longer acceptable to place the burden of the complexity of the system on the consumer. Second, more consumers are willing to switch providers if it promises to be an easier, simpler experience. That means there are growth and revenue implications to keeping the status quo. Third, consumers must be considered prominently in the care navigation value equation as new business models are designed and deployed. Fourth, considering consumers' needs does not have to come at the expense of clinicians' needs. I cannot stress this enough. Often, improving the consumer's experience also improves the clinician's experience. And fifth, being a leader in consumer transformation can and must be a competitive advantage. Let's help each other tell a more compelling internal story about the need for consumer-centered innovation. That's another way that we'll build the healthcare of tomorrow. And that's the flavor of the Week. 
flow, the flow, the flow. All right, everyone, let's get into the flow. My honorary co-host, James Gardner, is here. James, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jared. I'm so excited to be joining you on this lovely Friday afternoon. Absolutely. Well, here's the reason why we're so excited. Will you please give it up for Dr. Chenny Puluru? She is the Chief Clinical Executive and Vice President of Clinical Operations for Walmart Health Omnichannel Care. Dr. Chenny, welcome to the Healthcare Wrap. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jared. And so nice to be in this conversation with you and James. Yes, I hope it's not just because we're standing between to view and, and your weekend, but uh, we're genuinely glad to spend a few minutes with you here. And maybe we can start a little bit with a brief summary of your role at Walmart Health and then anything else you'd like our listeners to know about you and personally or professionally. Great. No, thank you for that. And so I am uh, the vice president of clinical operations, which means that I lead the clinical care delivery entities of Walmart Health and all of the things that underlie value-based care transformation, as well as uh, the policies and procedures of care delivery. As far as personally and professionally, I am first and foremost a mom, have three kids, My husband is a physician as well, come from a physician family, about eight physicians in my family, so it it runs pretty deep. I grew up mostly in the United States, but spent a lot of my childhood in India. Professionally, you know, I'm a family doc by trade and heart, and I spent 15 years practicing. So really, I think that's one of the things that I bring to the table that is fairly unique in in the world of clinical executives is that I spent a long time, you know, really in the trenches, seeing patients, building a practice, seeing a lot of patients and doing that day in and day out, as well as sort of leading care transformation efforts, but doing it from the inside as well as from the outside. I love that you led with, I'm a mom. I, I think that's awesome. One thing we've liked to ask our guests recently is a piece of career advice that has stuck with them. You know, like what's one of those pieces of career advice that that has just helped you and guide you along your path? I'd say there's two things that have really been important to me. First, being early in my career when I got advice to embrace the uncomfortable, embrace the ambiguity. And it's really helped me lean into situations much like my situation at Walmart from when I started to now, where things weren't clearly defined. My role wasn't clearly defined. And embrace what you don't know and the process of growth and learning. Where you're uncomfortable is really the space where you have the most growth. And I'd say later in my career, as I started to become more of a clinical executive, You know, someone told me to embrace the rooms I'm not in just as much as the rooms I am in, because sometimes it's nice not to be in certain rooms. And and usually there's a there's a reason why why you're not, whether it be that you are actually not being called upon to do some of the the actual work that's that's being done. and, And now you've been able to supervise the work or that it's a, it's a way to protect you. And so I, I feel that those two pieces of advice have really helped me. Yeah, oh, those are cool. I don't think we've ever, ever heard uh, either of those either. I mean, I, I love just the variety of responses we get to that. And no doubt those, I can see how that would help guide, uh, guide your path here. Well, I'll tell you what, let's dig in here a little bit. I am really interested in hearing, you know, James and I made it known that we are fans of what Walmart's doing here in healthcare. But let's start with, 
like a layperson's description of what that is. Uh, can you describe Walmart Health and how the company has approached its healthcare strategy to this point? Absolutely. So our health and wellness strategy is to be an integrated omni-channel healthcare provider that is people-led and technology-enabled. And it's to look at healthcare and health in general as a holistic entity and encompass all the things that drive health outcomes as well as health behaviors. And so we think of ourselves as playing a part in someone's, a customer and a patient's journey to health as well as health care. You know, 4,000 out of 5,000 of our stores are located in HRSA medically underserved areas. And that means that there's not really health care providers in those communities. And so our pharmacists, our health centers, our telehealth services, we're, we're pretty uniquely positioned to reach more people. 90% of the population of the United States is located within 10 miles of a Walmart, which gives us a, a real license to help health care and the health improvement of our communities. There's a lot to that. So maybe we can we can even rewind a little bit in terms of when when that first clinic opened its doors and like kind of wh- how that got to where it is today. Yeah, so our first clinic opened its doors in September of 2019. The next clinic in January of 2020 and and the first one being in Dallas, Georgia, the second one being in Calhoun, Georgia. Since then, we're now at, gosh, it changes every day. I believe now we're at 37 clinics, plus or minus one or two. So forgive me for that because we're opening, we're in the middle of of opening a bunch of clinics. I would say that we've learned. We've learned a ton through this experience and we've learned what our customers need and want. And we've adapted to that. So we look at, you know, how do we better serve our customers with offerings And how do we improve upon all the things we can offer, including enablement technology? So our state-of-the-art facilities offer a wide range of services, but we also last year implemented Epic as our electronic health record. And that is really to be able to enable us to be better connected to the health system and give our providers tools. We've also looked at what kind of programs make sense for the communities that we're in and evolve them as our as we've evolved our clinics, including our clinic footprint. If you look at our first clinic to the one now, we've gone through various iterations of footprint, footprints, and, and really it is to study flow and see how our, how our customers can best be enabled to get a great experience in our clinics and set up for a real integrated health experience. Do you have any specific examples there of some of those things for those who aren't as familiar, the ways that somebody can come in and experience their healthcare differently? What is unique or different about coming in and, and that, that patient experience? So first and foremost, when you walk in through our doors, you'll see our care host greet you and say, welcome to Walmart Health. And you'll see a certain consumer experience that is not often a, a part of healthcare. And that shows in our NPS scores. So our NPS scores are 80, which means that we're generating strong patient satisfaction, both for the price and the convenience of care offered. In our lobby, you'll see our transparent pricing on a screen. And the pricing, it is what you will see. There's nothing hidden there. And so I think that's really important. You know, healthcare is such a black box for a lot of patients. And so being able to just say, hey, this is the price and we offer it. And if you have insurance, of course, we take your insurance and we will help you through the entire health experience. 
So about half of our patients are here for primary care and the other half are for specialties such as dental and behavioral health needs. And so, and what we have been hearing from our patients is 96% of our patients report that they felt cared for. 95% are very satisfied with their care. So we see that as the biggest sort of value proposition that we bring is our ability to provide access and the real patient satisfaction that we're able to create and consistently create. You know, this is not just one clinic for one month. You know, this has been a consistent experience in our healthcare clinics. Dr. Cheney, can you speak to uh, the power of having such a wide range of health services under one roof? As I understand it, um, you're obviously delivering primary care, but also um, dental care, behavioral health, vision, uh, hearing, and on and on. It's quite a wide range of services alongside, obviously, a store with grocery and pharmacy. (laughs) So what's the power of having all that together? And Is that a differentiator that you can speak to? I absolutely feel it's a differentiator. Thank you, James. It is powerful because so much of healthcare is not siloed. And by creating the convenience for a patient to be able to access their medical care, their dental care, as well as behavioral health and and all of the other ancillary services under one roof, and be able to provide the level of access. You know, you can see one of our medical providers within two days. You can see our dental providers, our behavioral health providers, and you can get lab, you can get x-ray. The other thing is, you know, because we all exist also on Epic, our providers are able to look at your holistic healthcare chart and Our dental providers are able to see some of the problems that potentially our medical providers are facing with the patient and be able to help the patient through that, right? So you actually develop this interdisciplinary care model. And, you know, most of us, our body is one body. We're not separated, right? And so medical care is not separated from dental care and it's not separated from behavioral health at all. You know, for for the patient, we all experience this together. And oftentimes, one problem seen in one part of us is, is a flag for, for maybe a problem in another part of us. And so I think it does really lead to better health outcomes and better engagement with the patient. They can trust that you are taking care of them in that manner. I love that thinking. And Dr. Cheney, we have um, a large audience of uh, people from the world of health systems. And we're sometimes asked, is Walmart heading towards operating a hospital and delivering acute care and whatnot? I don't think that's the roadmap that you're on, but can you speak to kind of the types of care you deliver, but also how you engage with local health systems where perhaps more acute care is is required and there might be a referral needed or a partnership needed? How does that work in the community? For sure. You know, we see ourselves as providing access to primary care in its full form. So, you know, really chronic disease management, as well as minor acute care needs and longitudinal care needs. And most, but not least importantly, primary prevention of health care in a physician-led care team, as well as dentist and, and behavioral health specialists. So when you think about how we think about our care team and how we think about how we integrate with the rest of the health system. We don't at this point see ourselves as wanting to run a hospital, for example. We want to provide access and that's our innovation. But in order to provide continuity care and holistic health care, you have to have great partnerships with hospitals. You have to have great partnerships with post-acute and the entire healthcare ecosystem. 
frankly, it's going to take all of us to help take care of patients, right? It's going to take all of us acting in in concordance and together to get our patients to better outcomes. And so we're continuously exploring and looking to partner with our downstream health systems, as well as other entities that provide different kinds of care than we're able to provide our patients. Yeah, I love that. It's going to take all of us. I mean, that in and of itself, that mentality, I can see why that's driving your growth. And maybe that's something we can speak to here for a moment is the growth here. So in March, Dr. David Carmouche announced 28 new Walmart health centers. That's expanding your footprint to Missouri and Arizona, two new states, as well as deepening your presence in Texas. And that'll bring the total to more than 75 centers by the end of 2024. That's not small. That's tremendous. And then a few weeks ago, he just announced four new clinics in the Oklahoma City area, also in 2024. Maybe you can speak to Walmart's growth strategy and and what can you tell us about that, especially for future locations? We know that the cost and convenience of healthcare remains a barrier for so many Americans. That's why we're focused on access with convenient and expanded hours. We're open seven days a week with weekend and evening hours and telehealth options. So when we think about our growth, we, we select these locations because of combined strong relationships we have with these communities. We look at unmet medical need in communities. As mentioned before, 4,000 out of 5,000 Walmart sit in HRSA medically underserved areas. And we look at communities where, particularly for the residents that are age 60 and over, the quality of our providers and what we're delivering in holistic health care are intent to deliver great care to these communities and where that need is the greatest. We think we can make an impactful difference when it comes to convenience, as well as affordability, and, and most importantly, accessibility, when a patient needs to be seen and how they need to be seen. So when we look at populations across these locations and they're facing these health conditions, we see that there is a pretty incredible need for both preventive care and chronic disease management, as well as mental health services. And that's how we really determine our growth. And, you know, Walmart is not new to this, right? We have 5,000 pharmacies, but Walmart, the store also just grew from nine stores. And when Sam Walton was asked how he did it, you know, he said, you figure out a way to grow, you stay profitable and sustainable, and there's no logical place to really stop. And that's the way we're thinking about it. I love that. Stay tuned for more provocative thinking after the break. Consumer demands, disruptive technologies, and AI are shaping healthcare for years to come. On the Hello Healthcare podcast, we dive deep on these issues with leaders who are driving change. These stories will inspire you to create and demand a better future in healthcare. Learn more at hellohealthcare.com. And now back to the show. Dr. Cheney, I sometimes share the um, case study of super centers and their growth. There was also skepticism and curiosity about whether Walmart was able to compete successfully in the grocery world. And um, it was a story of iteration and trial and error, but also just grit that kept you going and persevering. And I see that same journey in healthcare. Do you follow that story? And does that make sense to you? Oh, absolutely. You know, when you're in the walls of this company, we really do pay a lot of attention to our history and we pay a lot of attention to the lessons that we've learned, right? Both both good and, uh, you know, and the things we've had to pivot and change. 
But and so we really look at, you know, Sam Walton had one principle, think small and earn loyalty with every visit. And that's how we've approached healthcare. We take it upon ourselves to earn loyalty of the patient with every visit. And we've done that with from the very first Walmart Health Center. We also take a very measured approach. You know, we want to make sure that what we build is sustainable, what we build is high quality, and what we build really does meet the unique needs of the communities that we serve and our patients. And we learn how to best deliver that care that we feel our patients and customers deserve. So we'll continue to change and we'll continue to learn from ourselves. But we do ultimately think that it is really our responsibility to earn loyalty with every patient visit. And that's how we think about it. Dr. Jenny, we're obviously like tracking competitive activity of Walgreens and Amazon and CVS and whatnot, as I'm sure you are too. Is there a winner that emerges out of all this or is there room for everybody? Or how do you see kind of the future unfolding in the world of retail health? So I hope the winner is the patient in our country. Right. Because like I said before, there's room for everybody. You know, if you look at healthcare, and and I've been in healthcare now for over 20 years, so I've seen a good cross-section of it. While we we are we've done incredible things in advancing technology and medication management and you know innovation, we also have a country with deep, deep health disparities. We have a country with really poor access. We also have a country that Frankly, you know, our children might see less, their life expectancy might be less than ours. And so shame on us, right? And so when I look at what, and, and I don't think of it as retail health, I think of it as healthcare in a retail setting. It's not that they're not mutually exclusive. And I applaud and frankly cheer on everybody, all of the entities you mentioned, because you want for the country to win and you want for our patients to win. Now, as far as where we are best positioned to really deliver health care, we understand that health is more than just a provider visit, right? Health is made up of, of so many different components. 40% of health has to do with social determinants, where you live, learn, work, play, worship. And ultimately, your zip code is determining more of your health these days than your genetic code. is personal behaviors like smoking, exercise. 20% is actually what we traditionally think of as healthcare. And 10% obviously is genetics that, that we, you know, we inherit and we can only influence and adapt. So we know in Walmart that all of these factors have to come together. And in Walmart Health, we really hope to create a system where things like, you know, your access to healthy organic food your access to transportation, some of the other enablers, your ability to understand your health care from a health literacy viewpoint, and your ability to access it when you need it and how you need it is what determines your health versus the things that you you can't help. That's awesome. I love the, the picture that you're painting here. And I love the thought of, I hope the winner is the patient. I mean, that echoes everything we've ever said on this on this podcast that's absolutely where we're coming from and where we hope things are going are there any other aspects of where healthcare in a retail setting can influence and lead to a healthier society are there specifics there when you mentioned the breakdown of what plays into our healthcare those percentages of the social determinants or social drivers of our health versus our personal behaviors are there any specifics there just just ways that that you feel like this can play an important role in creating a healthier society? I think the number one place that healthcare and a retail entity will 
hopefully create a healthier society's access. We don't have great access to healthcare in this country. And I don't believe that that necessarily needs to be access to a doctor. You know, the one thing that COVID has taught us is that we have to be able to leverage the entire health team. You know, on average, patients see a pharmacist 11 times more than they see a doctor. And what an opportunity to influence healthcare. What an opportunity to get patients what they need outside of, of medicines, right? And so I think, you know, we've missed an opportunity to engage so much of the health healthcare team that a lot of retail entities are, are well positioned, especially Walmart and Walmart Health, where we're seeing where we're sitting. You know, food is such an important part of health outcomes. It's an important part of chronic disease management. And it's also an important part of the rising risk. You know, young children that are obese become adults that are obese become chronic condition patients. And so being able to influence how people consume food and, and how convenient it is and how they can potentially get access to affordable food and as well as other things, right, such as OTC or such as other things that they might need to keep their health optimal. Those things play an important part. And so connecting the dots between what we consider clinical health care, the 20% versus all of the drivers of health outcomes, health happens at home and health happens outside the four walls of a healthcare clinic. And when you can affect what happens in those entities, that's when, you know, we can help our communities live healthier lives. Dr. Cheney, what do you say to those people who are maybe a little skeptical or, or maybe just not even as familiar with that role you just described, retail's ability to provide quality health care and impact society? What do you say to people who aren't quite on board yet? Well, I say, you know what, think about who needs to win, right? Who needs to win is the patient and who needs to win is our country. We're spending way too much on health care. And at some point, it affects our ability to have infrastructure and roads and education and protect our country because we're spending so much on healthcare. And so this is greater than I think any one company and it's greater than any one person for sure. So I understand there's healthy uh, skepticism. I also know that, you know, we're the largest provider of organic groceries in the country and that didn't happen by accident, right? And so our $4 generic program really changed the way that medications were delivered. And so we hope to, to bring access and really be that force that changes and democratizes primary care, dental, behavioral health, and so many other entities so people don't have to suffer and their disease entities don't become more pronounced and they can get preventive services and treatment services earlier in their disease continuum. Well, I've kind of a visionary question for Dr. Cheney. There's roughly, what, 4,000 Walmart supercenters across the country. Can you imagine a day when 3,000, maybe 3,500 of them have Walmart health clinics? And maybe that's like dreaming too big, but let's do it. What would the world look like and how would our culture and society be better better off if that happened? I see healthcare going in a slightly different direction. I don't know that all 4,000 Walmarts need to have a health clinic or 3,000 do. I think that the communities surrounding those Walmarts need to have healthcare access. And I don't necessarily think that that has to be in the form of a clinic. 
So I do believe that us being able to meet the customer where they are and us being able to meet patients where they are. And I think, you know, all patients are customers, but not all customers need to be patients. But when you think about health, that's different than health care. And I do believe that we can play a pretty significant part in our community's health and health care. And it doesn't have to necessarily be through clinics in the store, but I think the stores can play a pivotal role in, in being a part of healthcare to millions of Americans. Dr. Cheney, what else would you like us to know about Walmart Health that we haven't covered yet? You know, I'm so proud of, of our clinicians in our health centers. I'm proud of our associates. And what I really applaud is the amount of hard work that it's taken to get us here in a real concrete, sustainable, reasonable way. And I really applaud the hard work that happens at our sites. So to me, the real strength of Walmart Health is are the people in the in the centers. They are the community health workers and the dentists and the doctors who took a you know who take a, a chance on this with their career, who bring their career to us because they want to serve communities. And to me that is you know, you sense that when you walk into our, our centers, you sense the energy, you sense the mission. And that's the magic that doesn't appear on paper. You really have to experience it. And so I, I hope I can vocalize that. Absolutely. Well, I will give you a final word here. What other trends are you paying attention to right now personally? You may not even be in healthcare, but what's, what's kind of in the center of your radar screen these days? There's a couple things. And I do feel that they will relate to healthcare. One is, you know, there is a movement towards convenience of healthcare in the way people want to consume it. I think COVID taught people that they don't have to go in to see a doctor. They can access a doctor online, synchronously, asynchronously. I believe there's also a embracing other parts of the care team like a pharmacist and a consumerization and retailization of healthcare that is happening. People wanting to choose a la carte menu of labs, for example, because they want to know versus having it come through a physician delivering that message. So I do believe there'll be more and more of a, a retailization of services. I also believe that things like iterative AI will have a significant impact on Healthcare, both in how it's delivered, but also in how physicians and other clinicians are educated and how their daily activities happen. And it's one of those things that we'll have to be mindful about and we'll have to pay very close attention to the sort of ethical implications and the regulatory implications that surround it and make sure that we get ahead of that curve. But I do think it'll, it'll change the game. I love that. And we want to thank you so much for giving us so much to think about today. If some of our listeners want to learn more about Walmart Health, especially to see where that growth is happening, where those clinics are happening, is the best place for them to go just to to Google that or go to, is there a, a place online that we prefer to have them go? I would just say go to walmarthealth.com. You'll be able to see what our health centers look like. And, uh, you know, and if you're in one of the states we're in, make an appointment, come in and see us, give us a shot. Outstanding. Well, I will, I will mention when I have looked them up in the past, it's been awesome because you have a price list and it's based on the store or the clinic itself. It is so unique and it's so underrated. So I just, I, I had to point that out because it's, it's such, it's so groundbreaking. So thanks again so much. And with that, that's a wrap for this episode. I've had the pleasure of having James Gardner as my special co-host today. And we've had the pleasure 
Kessler speaking with Dr. Chinny Pularu from Walmart Health. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having us. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please spread the word. Tell your colleagues to tune in for all the awesomeness, then leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This show is produced by Shift Forward Health, the channel for changemakers. Subscribe to Shift Forward Health on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be subscribed to our entire library of shows. See our full lineup at shiftforwardhealth.com. One subscription, all the podcasts you need, and it's all for free. And remember, we might have a lot of work to do in healthcare, but we'll get there faster together. Thanks again. Thank you.